turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So tonight, 7 p.m., such your DVR or be in front of your television, uh, Channel 4, WCMH, NBC affiliate, will be airing the Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance debate. It will take place in Cleveland. Uh, one of the moderators will be NBC4's Colleen Marshall. Uh, Colleen Marshall is um, leans toward the progressive side of the aisle. I'll be kind, okay? So do I have confidence that this debate will be fairly moderated. No, I do not. No, I do not. Because I worked in Cleveland for 23 years. I'm very familiar with the political climate up there. Uh, I do not know who uh, the NBC affiliate up there has on this. I know Russ Mitchell works up there, former NBC News guy. I'm not sure if Russ Mitchell is uh, still working in Cleveland, but he did for a while. Um, he might be the guy who uh, is moderating with Colleen Marshall. But the stars of the show are J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan, and J.D. Vance can handle himself. He's probably not going to be the least bit shy about noting that the questions are stacked in Tim Ryan's favor. Everything is stacked in the favor of Democrats because the media is aligned with the Democratic Party. Donations from media members decidedly, lopsidedly go toward Democrats. You know, I know, everybody knows it's not a fair fight. Your neighbor who's a Marxist, a leftist, a progressive, a Democrat, they may not admit it. They know it in their heart. They have a problem with truth on many levels. That's one of them. So tonight, J.D. Vance has the advantage that he can refer to Tim Ryan's record. And Tim Ryan is uh, either going to have to repudiate his own record, which will not happen because then the Democratic Party would desert him. But among the things that J.D. Vance will highlight tonight is that Tim Ryan has talked about uh, Chuck Schumer's his boss, and he's got to suck up to Chuck Schumer. Tim Ryan has said that he wants to be a senator just like Sherrod Brown, who has done nothing in a career that has run far too long in the Senate. Tim Ryan has taken a picture smiling, grinning like the lying fool that he is with Randy Weingarten of the American Federation of Teachers. She is not a friend of students. She is not a friend of parents. She's not a friend of fairness. She is not a friend of truth. She's a friend of Tim Ryan's, though. Tim Ryan has been endorsed by the National Education Association. I would not want the endorsement of the nation's largest teachers union. He wanted it. He coveted it. He got it. He may pay the price for it. He should pay the price for it. Uh, The NEA is who provided the teachers in the Hilliard City School District with those colorful badges that have the I'm safe notation on them, which is highly insulting to the other teachers in the Hilliard District who do not want to wear 
LGBTQRSTUV flags on their persons and do not advertise themselves as safe because it is to them self-evident that they are safe for any student to talk to. But of course, when you are a member of the Alphabet Mafia, the LGBTQ agenda, and you would like to uh, know things about a student, have a student confide in you to the degree that they do not confide in your parents, well, then you want to wear a badge with colorful flags on it so that you can get little kids in elementary school to come up and ask you about the badge, and then you can show them that funny-looking QR code on the back that takes them to a site where there's pornographic content. Oh, but the QR code, Bruce, is only there as a resource for the teachers. Well, then take it off the badge. Why put it on the badge in the first place if it's only for teachers? Why, when you hand the badge to the teacher, don't you hand the teacher the web address where they can go and find those resource materials? Why do you have to put the QR code on the badge? Because you want the kids to take a picture of the badge QR code and access it on their own phone. That's why. So we'll see tonight how effective J.D. Vance is in pointing out that Tim Ryan has voted with Joe Biden 100% of the time. We'll see how effective J.D. Vance is tonight in getting Tim Ryan pinned down on abortion. Because you know Ryan is going to try to portray Vance as all abortion lovers try to pin down conservatives that our position on abortion is the extremist position. What? You do not favor abortion in the case of rape or incest? You would force a 10-year-old girl to go to Indiana to get an abortion? Your position is super extreme. Well, as pointed out quite eloquently by Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, it is in fact the Democratic position that is the most extreme position on abortion. And the media has allowed Democrats like Tim Ryan to get away with not giving an answer on abortion. They want to bang on people like J.D. Vance, Herschel Walker, Blake Masters, Mike DeWine, and others for being extreme on abortion. Oh, you would force a woman to have an abortion if they've been raped or been the victim of incest. Well, how many cases does that really apply to? What, a year? What, 100, 150, 200, 500? I don't know. I mean, I think if you're going to hold that up as the reason why conservatives' position is so extreme, you would have a statistic to demonstrate. Because after all, if it happens so often, if it is such an egregious imposition on all the many, many, many victims of rape and incest in the state of Ohio who are pregnant as a result of said rape or incest, then I would think in order to flesh out the veracity of your argument, you would want to give me the number. Is it 1,000? Is it 5,000? How many is it? You clearly track the number. You cite the preponderance of it. You must know the number. Why don't you ever share the number? Because the number is infinitesimally small, and it would not illustrate your position. You want to pose a scenario where you can benefit from the fear, from the trumped-up scenario that this is a common occurrence when it is absolutely positively a very uncommon occurrence. Now, this is why 
Democrats do not want to take a position on abortion. I will first invite you to listen closely to Arizona gubernatorial candidate Katie Hobbs when she is asked by Major Garrett on one of the Sunday news shows, Face the Nation, CBS, about her position on abortion. When would she ban abortion? You say the six-week ban is cruel, oppressive? What would the Katie Hobbs number be? What would the Tim Ryan number be? Listen to how she does not answer that question. What would the Hobbs administration's weak limit be for abortion access? If it's not 15 weeks, what is it? Look, abortion is a very personal decision that belongs between a woman and her doctor. The government and politicians don't belong in that decision. We need to let doctors perform the care that they are trained and take an oath to to perform. So if an Arizona voter were to conclude from your previous answer that you do not favor any specific weak limit on abortion, would they be correct? I support leaving the decision between a woman and her doctor and leaving politicians entirely out of it. Yeah, and of course she does. And this is why. The key phrase in her answer is that government and politicians don't belong in that decision. What decision is that? The decision to protect a child. Government and politicians don't belong. It is not their job, Katie Hobbs says, and Tim Ryan would agree. It's not their job to protect children. That's a decision for the woman, for the family, for the doctor. It's not a decision for government. Now, if in fact Democrats are allowed to get away with this obfuscation, this stalling, this avoidance of saying, well, you on the Republican side are hateful and mean and evil because you have a weak stipulated where you cannot get an abortion after. And we do not want to take that position. Why do you not want to take that position? The reason you don't want to take that position is because if you don't take that position on abortion, if you do not want the government or politicians involved in protecting a child when it comes to abortion, then how big of a leap is it to say that the government and politicians should not be involved in protecting children when it comes to what they're doing about gender in schools? Keep the parents out of it. Oh, or when it comes to other things that typically has been the exclusive purview of parents. All right, I am heartened to hear that some of you have been calling wanting to know where is the link to file your support for State Board of Education District 5 Representative Brendan Shea's resolution that states the obvious, that boys are born boys, girls are born girls, one cannot become the other, girls should not have their Title IX protections eradicated by expanding Title IX protections to include boys doing things that Title IX established for girls. Seems pretty self-evident. But if you say, well, I'm a transgender girl, then you're a girl in your mind, not really a girl. You have a disconnect between your cognitive reality and your biological reality. It's the same thing. It happens. Kids are young. Kids are confused. Kids are looking for community. Kids are looking for affirmation. You're a child picked on, 
going through puberty, weird time in your life, don't understand what's going on. Every teenager goes through awkward years. You find that in our public schools, oh boy, do the teachers ever take notice of you and make you a priority, their cause celeb, if you declare yourself transgender. Wow, there's the community I wanted. There's the affirmation I wanted. There's the friend group I wanted. I've gone from being a nobody to being a somebody. It's all very explainable from a psychological perspective. But the girls who aren't struggling with any kind of gender identity, the girls who understand that they are girls, that it is a gift from God to be a girl, we're going to imperil them psychologically, physically, by allowing boys to be in their private spaces, bathrooms, showers, locker rooms, sports. Complete and utter idiocy. So Brendan Shea, member of the State Board of Education, has pushed back against this with a resolution that would basically just encourage Dave Yost, our state attorney general, to join with other attorney generals, and there are more than 20 of them, who are fighting against this idiotic expansion of Title IX. The Biden administration, of course, they don't fight fair. Your public school has a federal school lunch program. Poor kids, under the poverty line, parents at home, if there are two struggling to make ends meet, how do those kids get nutritious meals? They get them at school. It's provided for by the federal government, by you and my tax dollars. That's who it's really provided for. But uh, the Biden administration says, you know, if you're not going to let biological boys say they're girls and inhabit girls' locker rooms, showers, sports, private spaces, well then, hmm, sorry, you're in violation of federal law and we're not going to give you your federal school lunch money. In fact, we might deny you all federal monies and shut your school down. It is blackmail. It is sexual imperialism blackmail is what it is. Imperialism is when a country goes into another country, conquers it, takes it over, and forces that country to do what the conquering country wants it to do. We are in a period of time in the United States of America where the LGBTQ lobby is waging a war on common sense, morality, and propriety. And it is the LGBTQ lobby's effort at sexual imperialism. They define themselves by their sexual preferences. How many times have you heard Don Lemon on CNN say, I'm a black gay man. I'm a black gay man. Everything is intersectional box checking. How do you identify yourself? I identify myself as a Christian, a husband, and a father. All three are relational characteristics that I have. My relationship with Christ, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my daughters. My defining characteristics are relational. I don't say I'm a white man because I had nothing to do with either one. I did not achieve being white. I did not achieve being a man. Those were given to me at birth. They are unchangeable. But the leftists, the Marxists, the progressives out there, they see things via things that they can use to plead that they are oppressed. Oh, well, I'm black. I can't change my blackness. I can't change my thisness, my thatness. 
And if you won't give me what you have, then, well, you're mean, you're nasty, you're unfair, you're homophobic, you're Islamophobic, you're xenophobic. So we need people like Brennan Shea on our State Board of Education, and we need you to lend your voice to this so that other members of the Board of Education will vote the right way. So we've had calls. Where's the link? It's on the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page, but I will tell you it's much easier to find if you search for the posts on the page because the way the page is set up, it refreshes periodically with certain entities that we follow. Prager U comes out with something. Daily Wire comes out with something. Then it hops to the top of the news feed. But you will see the video of the show, the live video today. You can always watch the show on Facebook. And you will see the post there where you'll find the link. And yes, you have to register your name and all that to get into the place where you find the letter that's already been written for you. And you just have to click send and send it. You want to you want to adapt it. You want to edit it. You can do that. Great. Fantastic. Put your own personal spin on it. That would be wonderful. But we need to get those in because the vote is going to take place on Wednesday. So we'll have Brendan Shea on the show at 12.05 today. He'll talk about the resolution and hopefully will motivate you about the importance of going on the site, the Facebook site, Bruce Hooley Show, and sending your own view of this resolution. It's common sense. It's total common sense. But the left has a war on common sense right now. Now, the big story last week in the Georgia Senate election was that Herschel Walker, the Republican candidate who's going against the incumbent Raphael Warnock, who describes himself as and I really have to work hard not to choke on this description of Raphael Warnock of himself as a pro-choice pastor. (laughs) What utter evil. Supposedly, Herschel Walker paid a woman $700 to get an abortion. Now, Herschel Walker's a guy who's charitable. He's made a lot of money in his life. He says, I give a lot of money to a lot of people. I don't know why. So they produced a, a card a greeting card where he's, you know, and a check that he wished her well. He didn't say, here's $700, go get an abortion for the child that I impregnated you with. But that's the allegation on the side of the left, which is an interesting choice. They want you, or they want Republicans in Georgia not to vote for Herschel Walker because he supposedly did a terrible, awful, horrible, very bad thing. I thought abortion was health care. I thought abortion was a woman's right. I thought abortion was a great thing. So Herschel Walker did it, let's say they're right, once, which I don't think that they've at all proven that he did do it once, but they say he did it once, and it's evil, so they want you to vote for the guy who would do it all the time and put no limits on it. Wait, I thought it was evil when Herschel did it once. Oh, yes, it is. It's horribly evil. But Raphael Warnock wants to do it all the time with no restrictions. Yeah, but that makes him compassionate. Thus is the logic of leftists. Well, now the woman who claimed Herschel Walker paid for her abortion in 2009 was, it turns out, via text messages, friendly with Walker's wife and supported his campaign as recently as May. (laughs) Oh, you can always tell when they're making up a phony story. They lie because they don't have the truth on their side.